The coronavirus pandemic officially arrived in Nigeria on February 28th. But five months and over 38,000 cases later, Africa's most populous nation is still grappling with a steady rise in numbers. The southwestern state of Lagos remains the epicenter of the disease, accounting for over 35% of the total number of cases. The Federal Capital Territory, Oyo, Edo, Rivers and Delta states are currently trailing behind. The World Health Organization estimates that Africa now has over 750,000 COVID-19 cases and 15,000 deaths. In Lagos, the State Commissioner for Health has announced an expected sharp increase in cases from over 14,000 in July to between 90,000 and 120,000 in August. Professor Akin Abayomi projects that after this so-called peak in cases, a gradual decline in the rate of infections should follow over a period of time. But with Nigeria and four other countries now identified as being responsible for more than 80% of Africa's COVID-19 cases, what could a spike in Lagos mean for other states nationwide? And what role does government and the governed have to play to truly flatten the curve? Hello and welcome to NOW, our general news podcast which examines the significant stories in and about Nigeria. I am Juliet Obata. Infectious Disease Specialist and Chief Medical Director of the Niger Delta University Teaching Hospital, Professor Dimio Goina, says to win the war against COVID-19, Nigerians must take personal responsibility. If you look at Greece, Singapore, Australia, and countries that have defeated COVID or have uh, reduced the burden of this disease in their countries, people took personal responsibility. Frontline doctor and public health physician, Dr. David Oladili, says diagnosis of the virus is not occurring at the same pace as infection. For every one case of COVID-19, you see, there are about other 10 that have not been diagnosed. Renowned singer and music producer Duncan Mighty says the COVID-19 pandemic has made him change tactics. And if I had not invested my money, man, I would have been broke. If I don't have other side business, I don't have the supermarket, if I don't have all the things doing, I don't have the staff, the construction going, bro, money will finish now. Commissioner for Health in Lagos State, Professor Akin Abayomi, had long envisaged the COVID-19 scenario he now speaks of. In an exclusive interview with Radio Now in April, he had told Abdul Okwechme that Lagos's response strategy was to avoid an avalanche of cases for as long as possible. We are reducing the speed and the rate at which people are contracting the virus. Um, not that we will reduce the number altogether, but we'll delay the time at which people catch the virus, and that also gives us time to prepare and also uh, to, to take advantage of developments with research around the world. So we don't want to see everybody that's going to catch the virus in, the, in, in a short period of time. We want, we want to spread it out so that we don't overwhelm our infrastructure, we don't overwhelm our human resources, and also in spreading it out and delaying it, we can take advantage of some of the information that's coming out of the international research arena. What would be your advice or your message to Lagosians during this period? I think, you know, Lagosians and Nigerians should be calm. Uh, 
from our experience, a majority of people you know, have a mild illness if they contract the virus. Uh, generally speaking, the population of Nigeria is young, what we call the, the youth bulge. It seems to have a very mild course in young people. It's the risk factors that really, uh, with advancing age, or if you have any underlying conditions like diabetes, hypertension, or any condition or medication that interferes with your immune system. So I think the general population will not fit into that category. So if you catch COVID, you will have a mild course. And you can see from the videos of our patients inside our isolation unit, most of them are well. And you, know, you can see videos of them dancing, enjoying themselves. The only reason they're there is so that we can remove them from the community so they don't transmit cluster or their families. So by and large, it's a mild course. It only causes problems in some patients who have the risk factors. And so we're getting prepared for those complications. And that only happens in less than 5% of people that catch the virus. As scientists in Lagos and elsewhere worldwide race to develop a safe and effective vaccine, health experts warn that COVID-19 denial and a lack of adherence to safety measures will ensure the virus continues to spread. Professor Dimio Goina is the president of the Nigerian Infectious Disease Society and the chief medical director of the Niger Delta University Teaching Hospital, Bayelsa State. He told me that the news from Lagos, though based on scientific projections, also suggests the state may be overwhelmed by its case figures. That perspective is based on uh, mathematical modeling. Uh, it's a scientific process where they look at um, the number of um, infections that have occurred in Lagos State and the probability of uh, the infection spreading and also the testing capability of the state. Uh, so, but as in every other scientific endeavor, it's prone to some uh, limitations. Well, um, Lagos State, well, it's like an example to most other states. And again, it's difficult to um, compare Lagos State with other states for several reasons. One major reason is the number of cases they are seeing currently and uh, the nature of the state. Lagos state is generally a, a population-dense state where you have a large number of people living together. And unfortunately, the attitude of uh, Nigerians or the public to public health is not just restricted to Lagos, of course, it's the whole country. Uh, so I think Lagos state is trying their best. They have their limitations. And one of the major limitations is that they have so many cases that they ought to handle address. And I'm aware now that there are some cases that they are using telemedicine and other digital technologies to see that they sort out some patients in relation to management, even contact tracing. Uh, the, the challenge is that if people don't take personal responsibility, because everything does not lie with the government, people must take personal responsibility. Where success stories have been described across the globe, people took personal responsibility. If you look at Greece, Singapore, Australia, and countries that have defeated COVID or have uh, reduced the burden of this disease in their countries, people took personal responsibility. So there's so much that the Lagos state government can do. And uh, I believe currently it's even overwhelmed by the number of cases. But if people refuse to take personal responsibility, I don't think any success can be made. Tell us what is happening in the south, south, south where you work. What is happening there? Well, in the South-South as a whole, you know that we have uh, 
states that have relatively high number of cases, and some of these states will include uh, Delta State, Edo State, even River State. Uh, recently, the governor of Edo State came out to say that they are observing increasing number of cases. And what he said is that he attributed it to the fact that people are not observing or not obeying the public health measures. And one critical aspect of it is the use of face masks. Uh, even in Delta State, we know a number of persons were infected. They even have more than 1,000 cases currently. And uh, the critical problem is the lack of buying, not only in the South-South, across the country. So some Nigerians, a substantial number of Nigerians, still don't believe that COVID-19 is, is real, or they still have this view that it's a disease for the rich and powerful people. Uh, so they are not willing to take uh, the necessary precautions. Uh, I think we're getting to a phase two where people are getting too comfortable with the disease. Uh, when they get too comfortable of the, with the disease, they don't they, they, they are akin the disease to ordinary malaria or some other illness. And uh, I'm aware that most public health authorities in different states in the South-South and indeed across the nation are having authorities getting people to the isolation facility, having challenges getting people to come for contact tracing or even contacting them to be reviewed uh, because most of, most of them have the impression that they have malaria or that there's no need for them to come to the isolation ward. Uh, so uh, for the South-South, I would say that uh, like in every other part of the country, because currently what we're observing is that most of the cases as compared to when the outbreak started where majority of cases are reported in the North, these last three months or so, most of the cases are now going down South. And that can also be attributed to the number of tests that have been done in uh, some of these states. Are we likely going to see a peak there as well? It becomes difficult to describe because this COVID, we don't completely understand it very well. Even in countries that apparently like countries like Hong Kong, for instance, even Singapore, Australia, Austria, those countries reported a sharp decline in number of cases. But in the last few weeks, they are noticing a sudden increase in the number of cases. Uh, so I think COVID-19 is a disease that, that is a bit complex and has uh, uh, made it difficult for health authorities, uh, mathematicians, modelers to even predict because most of the assumptions have uh, fallen flat. Uh, so it, it's difficult for now for one to say we have reached the peak. Uh, because the only time you can comfortably say you have reached a peak, if you are sure of your control measures, you are sure of the number of people infected, you are sure of the number of people tested. That's the far cry to even other countries of the world that uh, if you compare to Ghana, even South Africa and some other countries that have a lesser population that have tested millions of persons. And so if you are doing a mathematical model and you want to make an assumption, you can't make an assumption based on the limited number of persons you have tested. So I cannot sit here and tell you that uh, South South will peak at this point because we have not tested enough persons. If we are tested enough persons, we'll have had an idea of the scope of the outbreak in our various states and indeed in the nature, nation as a whole. And that way we can then reasonably predict to say this outbreak is expected to peak at this level. But at this very point, I think it's just assumptions. Okay, so Nigeria has said to be one of the five countries in West Africa responsible for 80% of the cases in the region. This is a survey by the WHO. How do you react to this? It's not surprising that Nigeria is one of such countries, and there are several reasons for that. Apart from our population, we have one of the largest population in Africa. It's not the largest, but we have, indeed we have the largest population in Africa. We are one of the most densely populated countries also in Africa. 
And uh, COVID-19 is a disease that spreads from person to person. So the more the persons, and the more these persons are densely populated or they are close to each other or one another, there's a greater chance of transmission. That's one. Secondly, the health system of the country, even before COVID, is the major challenge. If you look at our health system, uh, there was an assessment of uh, uh, epidemic preparedness by the WHO even before the outbreak, and we scored 40-something percent. Although that's an improvement because uh, 2016 or so, it was done, we scored 37, and we improved to 40-something percent. That's far below the average of, of course, 50%, and there are several components of this uh, prepared epidemic preparedness that are below average. Uh, so our health system is also a challenge, even before COVID, and COVID even came up and to compound the issue. And there's also the issue of the lack of buying, population buying. I need to emphasize that countries that have done well with COVID-19, there is personal responsibility. Unfortunately, we are failing in that aspect in our country. People have refused to take personal responsibility for their health and for their safety. Uh, so because of our large population, our population density, our weak health system, and the fact that people have refused to take uh, to buying, community buying, uh, that's why we are seeing this challenge of uh, COVID-19. Ultimately, except we change, we improve our health system, or we have a vaccine, and we may continue to be telling the same story. Or the virus changes too, except maybe the virus changes, uh, we may continue to see um, cases being reported. So what do you prescribe um, at this stage of the pandemic you know, to further, if we have to see a decline in, in cases in Nigeria? What we ought to do is we need to continue with uh, risk communication, social mobilization, awareness creation. We need to inform the public. Uh, we need to tell more stories to the public to create community, individual buy-in, because it's a major challenge. No matter what you are doing, if people are not willing to take responsibility, if people do not believe that COVID-19 is real, it will be difficult for you to implement or even enforce or monitor any public health measures. And that's very, very critical because... Changes are driven by individuals, by communities. And if communities are not in full support of what you are doing, you cannot achieve your goals. So every stakeholder must look for measures to improve community individual buy-in. Tell stories of all ordinary persons that have been infected and uh, stakeholder engagement so that people are fully aware and they come to understand and accept that COVID-19 is real. That's one. Secondly, we need to step up our game for testing. If you don't test, the outbreak response starts from testing. It's only when you test that you can isolate. It's only when you test you can know your contacts and trace the contacts and quarantine contacts. So testing is very, very important. Uh, we have only tested 250,000. That's not sufficient. And it's not left for federal government alone. State governments must also up up their game because what, what happens in the state is not determined by the Nigerian Center of Disease Control. It is determined by the states themselves. So we need to test more cases. Uh, if we test more cases, then certainly then we can isolate, enlighten people, isolate and contact trace. Of course, the public health measures, we need to continue. But public health measures cannot be effective without buying. People cannot use face masks if they don't have knowledge or if they don't believe that uh, COVID-19 is real. They can't use face masks appropriately. They cannot uh, perform hand hygiene or do other measures that have been prescribed. Uh, so the core issue here is the buying, then the need for us to test more. If we test more, then we can perform all, other public health measures such as uh, 
contact tracing, isolation of the patients, quarantine, amongst others. Dr. David Oladele is a public health physician and also a senior research fellow at the Nigeria Institute of Medical Research, Yaba. He told Bumiyekini that low testing is a major challenge, complicated by the reality that several people attribute their symptoms to malaria. Not many people are coming to test. If you watch international media, when they talk about the U.S., you see a very large number of people by a certain state had over 10,000 people test in one day. The entire testing that they've done in Lagos so far is just about 53,000 from the minister's statement and the commissioner's statement. So a lot of people are not testing. The symptoms of COVID-19 is almost like other ailments that we have, malaria symptoms. A lot of people have some of these symptoms, but because it's not serious, they don't go to do testing. I'm sure if we decide to go street by street and test in Lagos, the figure will be much more than what we are talking about. Right? They project that for every one case, or COVID-19, you see, there are about other 10 that have not been diagnosed. So with that, if you want to do the mathematics, the condition might make some sense because not many people are testing compared to what you have in uh, a place like the U.S. or other elsewhere. He said not many people are testing. Like, people should just walk up to a testing center and test when they don't have any symptoms of the virus. Is there anything that the government or the research center can do to get people to test without fear of stigma and discrimination. Yes, I know that issue of stigma and discrimination because a lot of people uh, are not well informed about COVID-19. But uh, to take your first question, not everybody has to just go and walk up and test. But even people that have symptoms that look like COVID, not many of them that test. People that have upper symptoms like a catar, cough. People that have um, a nausea, they couldn't smell again, they couldn't test. They don't go to test. Yeah. That's the challenge. They just stay at home, they don't test. They, they think that what they have is malaria or cattle or something. So it, it, most of them don't really go out to test. So it's not just everybody, but even those that have symptoms that suggest COVID-19 don't test. Second part of the question, we need to create more awareness. And as a public education, uh, public education, I'm not really satisfied if you have to about the level of awareness about COVID-19. And we have said this at different times. The only place now you get to hear about COVID-19 is if you are on radio, you are watching television. But when we were doing the last general election, on every street, every corner, you see posters, you see handbills. The, the politicians were, they were in the face of every one of us. So if we are going to create level of awareness that is necessary to actually control this epidemic, we need to adopt that model that on every street, people get to know. What can I do? People don't practice any safety measure. In fact, they actually feel that COVID-19 is not, it's not in existence. They don't feel that it's real. Until they see someone close to them die. So that, that is the challenge. The awareness level in the community is not there. People don't wear face masks. People still go around and do whatever they want to do. So it's a, it's a lot of concern. You have complained of lack of awareness. What are you doing in your own corner to get people informed? You know, it is not just yeah. about the government doing this. What is your organization yeah. doing? I really like that question. In my institution, if I will come to the company material Christmas, that generates the awareness that there's something you need to protect. Um, we have uh, one of the largest centers where we provide care for those living with HIV in Nigeria. We don't step into that compound or the complex where we provide treatment without your face mask. Before you enter the place, you wash your hand, you wear your face mask, we check your temperature. In fact, we, we don't even sit that close, we maintain social distancing in the waiting hall. We have people waiting at the first come, wait somewhere 
under the uh, shade of social distancing, and they'll be coming into the main clinic in adequate. By the time they are leaving our compound, and we have spoken with them, they are leaving with some other candidates. We need to do something about COVID-19, that they should go home and really talk to their family members about this. But, you know, uh, to change people's behavior is not as simple as that. So the best we can do is that if our organization plays where people visit, they play this, this simple measure. Make sure to wash their hands for the company. Make sure to use eye sanitizer and ensure they wear their face masks. In the way, we are kind of reinforcing some of these messages and the better they will buy this and they can practice it when they get home or wherever they get to. So that is the bit we are doing. And then again, we work in the community, we talk to people, we've done some research on the kind of the level of use of some of these face masks and this PP and SNK, some of this we already published and shared with opinion maker and the policy maker and the opinion people and the policy maker. So that is the little we can do. You, when you come back, when you are living a facility, you have that kind of work communities and what you need to protect yourself. That's the thing you can do. But if everyone is doing that, I think we'll be able to achieve much more than what we have currently. Before I let you go, I really want to know if there is anything that the state government is doing that they are putting in place to help flatten the curve. Uh, they are kind of, at least from conventional statements, they are commissioning more isolation center at potential uh, disease hospital at Yaba. A lot of work is doing. I'm sure Lagos is conducting some clinical trials to some therapy that could help the transition. And those people that are not admitted at the healthcare center, they use telemedicine. Remember what they call them, they decide them to monitor what they are doing. So, so that, these are some of the things that Lagos is doing that I'm aware of that could help, like you said, flatten the curve. Lagos is one of the few states now that have not allowed religious houses to open. It's one of the way. This is a great number of times that people go to market in a week. But even when you get to some of these markets, the marketers don't maintain social distances. But government cannot force you to do that. So there's a need for citizens, all of us, to take responsibility, not to act as if COVID-19 does It exists. It is not a fluke. Not a great joke. But we are lucky that a lot of people that have this infection will not have severe illness. Severe illness is less than 5%. But that 5%, if it happens to anyone you know, it is almost 100%. Or actually, it is 100% of that person. And they might not survive it because of the state of our healthcare system in Nigeria. So I think we are doing the best talking to people, educating people. But I think uh, that's a need because uh, it, 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 it should be a concerted effort. That's a need for people at the periphery to actually come together. The Commission Development Association should have a program for COVID 19 in their area. The World Health Committee, the government, that should be so. It should be from downward up, not up down. So until we buy to the idea of uh, continuous epidemic at the periphery. From the data provided by the Lagos State Commissioner for Health, over 76,000 more residents are expected to contract the COVID-19 virus by August. And this is less than two weeks away. We asked some Lagosians what they think of these figures and what they are doing specifically to save themselves from infection. My name is Bernard Akede. I'm a broadcast journalist. Uh, the rate at which these cases are increasing, it's very possible that we may get to these numbers in the country. Whether Lagosians are doing enough to flatten the curve certainly not you go to public places you see that people are not exactly using masks in fact speaking about what they should be doing you know 
wearing no of face masks, social distancing, staying indoors if they do not necessarily need to go out, not touching their faces, uh, duly washing their hands and from time to time. People are not, on the average, not exactly following these rules. The use and the sale of these masks is very disturbing. You see where people hawk masks and face shields on the road and then some people test them uh, before eventually buying. And of course, by doing so, some people will test some masks and some shields, not buy them, return them to the vendors, and then those give other people to test. So if somebody's infected already, you're spreading the virus, and Lagosians are not doing enough to flatten the curve. And if care is not taken, it will only continue to increase. I have largely been working from home for, for quite a while now, so I do not go out when I don't need to. Um, I have a good number of face masks, cloth masks that are uh, double-layered, um, follow the rules when it comes to washing them and then drying them with heat and then trying not to reuse them. Um, I don't share my masks. The moment I go out and come back, I wash my hands thoroughly and I use alcohol-based sanitizers also to wipe my hands. Uh, when I go shopping, I try as much as possible to wipe down the items I buy, uh, you know, my groceries, wipe them down with a solution of water and bleach as much as possible and then keep them, the ones I don't need immediately, keep them for two to three days before eventually touching them that's after wiping them and then when i go out to places where i think you know are populated like marketplaces like gatherings i come back home immediately take off my clothes uh, drop them in the laundry and take a complete bath before going close to anyone um the truth is we cannot be totally 100 uh, percent safe but we have to do the best that we can to make sure that we can flatten the curve if not completely eradicate the disease my name is Bridget Ulo. I'm a human resource personnel. I strongly believe that by August, if care is not taken, the cases may even rise to about 150 or more because it's scary what people are actually doing currently. People have actually come to feel so relaxed and they no longer take precautions about the current situation. They no longer want to um, do the normal health, washing of hands, proper hygiene, sanitize, wear your face masks. To crown it all, the health workers that are supposed to actually help to implement and enforce these this rules are actually not doing their jobs. Because when you go out on the road, it's just a few people you'll see wearing their face masks. For me, I don't think Lagosians are doing enough to flatten the curve because, like I said, they already have this notion that, oh, the virus has come to stay. We can only live with it. We can only manage it. But it's not like that. For me, I have been very alert from the outbreak of this um, virus. I always carry my sanitizer, even if I want to get down to the gates to get something or come back, even if I'm going to the grocery store. I don't step out of my house without my face marks. That is a no-no for me. I always have my face marks on because I'm protecting myself. I'm also protecting the next person. And I would not talk to you if you don't have your face marks on. My name is Ademi Ademi. I work in the IT industry, especially in the educational sector. It is increasing all over the world. In the US, it's already still increasing. In fact, you know, that was one of the reasons why I didn't really support the, the easing of the lockdown, but we had no choice because people were already very hungry and the government couldn't cater for uh, the needs of the people already. So people had to go out. 
but I think it can be well managed, just like he said. Um, um, uh, the, the, the curve reduce, to reduce, you know, that, that is if it's well managed, you know, to reduce, because I also read somewhere where he said, um, where, where we're informed that they spent about a millionaire, I don't know how authentic that it is, a millionaire he did to cater for infected people. So if that happens, it means apart from the um, health hazard or health implication that he has on people, financially it might be taking a toll on, 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 um, on the legacy government as well. So I think it has to be well managed, well managed in all sense. Uh, Transportation recently, the BRT buses, yes, the windows are now being opened, but the capacity is full. So but things like that should be looked into very well. And the enforcement of the face mask, I can also see that uh, we have uh, machines that allow you to wash your hands at the BRT terminal, somewhere in, in, in a Greek, at a Greek bus stop. So, you know, these are the kind of things that could probably help us check in my own corner. What am I doing? <laughs> Number one, I'm not going to work. You know, I'm an IT person, like working from home, though it's been very tasking on me, but it's better than me being admitted in the hospital. So I'm not going to work. My kids are not going to school. They're running online schooling. Uh, yeah, my wife still goes to work, though, but when she comes back, you try as much as possible to disinfect her, uh, wash your hands, take your bath before you get into contact with anybody. But all in all, I think um, uh, the government needs to do more. Enforcement, um, enlightenment. Uh, my name is uh, Otumba Adewale Emmanuel. Based on what the Honorable Commissioner for Health in Lagos State have said, that in the month of August, that it will increase from 90 to about 120. Honestly, I, I think I quite agreed with him. Yeah, because people are not following the simple policy. Stay at home if you don't have anywhere to go to. It's not a big deal. Use your fake mask. Even me driving out, I use my fake mask. Stop going to be a parlor or any gathering. It's a very simple thing. By the time we follow this principle, it will reduce. Singer and producer Duncan Wene Okechuku, known in the music industry as Duncan Mighty, is turning to the engineering sector to fund his passion for music. He tells Abdul Okechime about his current investment in an engineering supply mat worth over 400 million that's about one million dollars we have a builder smart where we sell all kind of building materials fabricating material we have a fabricating department we make um this the pvc door yeah so we fabricate the metal version of it the is soft metal version of it so what lesson do you think you have learned this period of pandemic is that man show business of the review and if I had not invested my money, man, I would have been broke if I don't have other side business. I don't have the supermarket, if I don't have all the things doing, I don't have the staff, the construction going. Bro, money will finish now. If you are going to talk to up and coming artists, what message will you give to them? Believe in yourself. Make sure the first thing you have in mind is God first. But if you don't use yourself, someone else will use you. Have a mentor, learn from your mentor, but do not copy your mentor so you could be able to come original. And that's it on this episode of Now, I'm Juliet Obata.